Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. The New Jersey Devils are trying to win 11 in a row. Well, early in the second period, they have the lead on the Toronto Maple Leafs 2-1. Also in the second period, lightning up 1-0 on the Flames. Stamkos has his ninth of the season. Early second period, Blue Jackets leading the Habs 2-0. After the first, Dallas rolling 4-0 lead on the Panthers. Avalanche lead the Hurricanes 1-zip. And also start of the second period, Flyers and Bruins are scoreless. Several games coming up later, including the Coyotes against the Gold. The Knights. The Golden Knights are 13 and 4 on the season. They are in Edmonton to face the Oilers at Rogers Place on Saturday. That, of course, will be heard on 6:30. Chad with the face-off show at 6:30, and the puck will drop at 8. Well, my goodness, there are a bunch of people around me. I am live in West Edmonton Mall tonight. The Oilers autograph session has just begun. I am in front of the Bay in. Phase one, if you remember how all the phases of the mall work, uh, right behind me, Devin Shore and Darnell Nurse are signing autographs. Right in front of me, there's a stand for coffee, donuts, and pastries that is not operational. So if you want a coffee, a donut, or a pastry, you'll have to go somewhere else. Or maybe I can find one kicking around underneath the table. Anyway, uh, I am here. This is fun. The Leon Dreisaitl is on level two here in phase one and uh, down one of the corridors from me. I took a walk around his lineup, which is uh, extremely lengthy. It is, uh, it's, a, it's a long lineup, <laughs> to, to say the least. I found the, the two gentlemen who are first in line, Levi and Shane. They lined up at 5.45 this morning to get to uh, guaranteed, uh, guaranteed to have something signed by Drysdale. Everybody just gets one item each. So it's going to be fast. I, I said, what are you going to say to Leon when you meet him? You might have about 10 seconds. They didn't know yet. Actually, by this point, they've probably already had the <laughs> whatever they wanted signed, and they've moved along. But they got here at 5.45 this morning. Uh, one of the, those guys just took the day off work. The other guy is a university student, is studying elementary education. He only had one class today, and he decided, I'll just miss the class. So some someday you may have a child instructed by a teacher who blew off his studies to meet a hockey player. Just try process that for a second. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we hear people cheering because players, I think, are walking past here to get to their spots. Really enthusiastic here. A lot of fun. A lot of Oilers jerseys and hats and T-shirts and stuff. And uh, seen people. Uh, I got here around 4:30, and uh, like I say, even for uh, Shore and Nurse right here, there were a few dozen people lined up. But the the dry side of lineup is uh, quite a spectacle. <laughs> So it, it wraps all the way around. So it starts uh, down uh, by the, uh, I think it's, uh, is it the brick that's down? Oh, that's the other. Yeah, that's the brick that's down there. And it, it comes all the way to that middle core of the mall. And 
winds around this balcony that overlooks the area that I'm in and then runs back down all the way back towards where Dreisaitl is signing again. So the people who are last in line are very close to the people who are first in line. Uh, but, but they're going to have the people who are last are going to have to go all the way around to eventually get to Leon. So anyway, uh, it's pretty cool. We got a good vibe here. And he, uh, here's something that's pretty fun that we're doing here at 630 Chet. We have some uh, members of our street team here, and they got uh, these uh, sheets of paper with these QR codes on them. These are like these fancy, uh, you know, like you really, you really got to understand what a QR code is. But it's, it's, it looks like, you know, something you scan when you're buying your groceries. So you hold up your phone to this, and it's going to take you to a special page uh, on 630shed.com. And you can enter to win two tickets to uh, see the Oilers and the Canadians on December 3rd. But you have to be here in person to do it because there is a special code word that you have to get from our street teamers to get into the draw. So I'm here until 8 o'clock. So uh, come by, look for the uh, street teamers. There are these young radio intelligent kids going to Nate, like uh, I used to do. But they're actually industrious because they're out working while they're going to school. So they got the QR code. You scan that. A special page comes up. You fill out it, you fill it all out. And then at the bottom, you got to put in this special code word that they will give you so you can get into the draw. So that is how that is working tonight. And uh, you can say hi to me, too, if you want. Why not? Well, that may actually turn you off from coming to the mall. Anyway, this is fun. I do appreciate being on location here. And uh, we're going to have some very special guests throughout the show, including... Now, now, this guy's not in person, but he's a very special guest. Warren Moon is going to be on the show. Five-time Grey Cup champion. Grey Cup, of course, coming up on Sunday between the Blue Bombers and the Argos. And between uh, after the 7 o'clock news, Matthew Duchak is going to join me. I have talked to this young man before. And it was one of the most interesting segments that I think I've ever been a part of. And he runs a YouTube channel called Best Edmonton Mall. And he basically has become, through his passion for this mall, the unofficial mall historian. Now, I, I recommend going to this page. It's, that's all it is. Just go to YouTube, put in Best Edmonton Mall. He's got a video on where the dragon went. He's got videos about some of the rides in Galaxyland. He's got food reviews. He's got uh, stuff about the Oilers when they used to practice here in the 80s. That's just a sampling of what he has. It's a truly incredible page. He's an incredible guy. He's going to join me uh, a little bit later on. And, of course, I am happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the show, InsideSports at 630Ched.com. So prior to heading here for autographs, the Oilers practice today. They did something a little different. They took advantage of both ice surfaces downtown. The forwards and the goaltenders were on the Rogers Place ice. The defensemen were uh, on the ice at the downtown community arena. Jay Whitcroft was not with either group. He was kind of walking back and forth and looking at what was going on while the assistants ran practice. So the point of the, and, and Woody said this was not a reaction to, oh, my God, we lost another home game. Oh, my God, we lost through one of the Kings. They, you know, they boxed us out. They were mean to us. We couldn't get a lot going. He said this was pre-planned when they looked at the schedule, thought, okay, we're going to have a couple of practice days here before we play Vegas. So this was pre-planned to just 
do a little more skill work, have fewer players on each ice surface, get a little more touches, do things like that. So that was uh, that was the plan today. So they did the practice, and now they're here uh, at the mall for the uh, autograph signing. And uh, I asked uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you've been to the mall recently. You know, I haven't been in a while, actually, uh, since since COVID happened. I, I can't remember the last time I've been. So, uh, it's a nice night. Nice night, yeah, yeah. I wonder if anything's different. You got a long last name. Do you sign the whole thing, or do you have an abbreviation? No, no. I, I, I fixed my signature for that reason a long time ago, yeah. All right, so that's it. Nuge won't give you the full uh, signature, I guess. He's got some kind of a short form as he gets going tonight. So here's the thing for the Oilers. They're 9-8, and eight, which is quite a mediocre record. Now, you might say, okay, there are other teams that haven't quite grabbed it yet. You know, Calgary, for example, also struggling. I think both... I think both uh, both Alberta teams aren't quite living up to the expectations that they've had so far. A lot of season left, but I feel like I've been saying that for the last two or three weeks now when it comes to the Oilers. They did have that five-game winning streak. Out of that, you know, they lost three in a row, and now they've been up and down, uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss for the last five games. So there's still this feeling to me that they uh, that they haven't quite really taken off and I, I, I'm not in full panic mode about it yet. I mean, they, they could go on an extended hot streak here and be up in the top two in the division, and you're thinking, okay, they've put the early season woes behind them. But at the same time, we're seeing the same sort of things sort of crop up in their game, uh, I, I think, 17 games in. They're not always great defending. Sometimes they are, not always. Um, you know, the, the, the goaltending, Skinner has outplayed Campbell for the most part. Um, and they just seem to often, well, not seem to, they do, they often fall behind in games. They've played 17 games. They've allowed the first goal 10 times, including last night against the Los Angeles Kings. It's an early goal. That's another thing. They don't, they don't often just always fall behind in the first period. They often fall behind early in the first period. And that changes the entire complexity of the game, gives the other team a little bit of a boost. It allows the team, like the LA Kings, to come in and play exactly the way they want to play. They want to sit back. They want to protect that lead. They want to make the Oilers come through five guys in the neutral zone to try to get anything set up. And L.A. was able to play that way, played very uh, you know, physical and chippy on the Oilers and, and played very smothering. And Edmonton wasn't able to get anything going. And, and I think you know, that's how teams are going to try to play. Easier said than done, of course. But if you keep falling behind, makes it a little easier for the opposition to do that. And Derek Ryan today, who's usually a thoughtful guy, was asked about the poor starts to the games. I just don't even know if it's the start in general. Like, there's been games last night where we've had some good shifts. We win the draw right away, we get the puck deep, and we recycle around their zone the first shift. So what more do you want from there? I think it's been more something bad happens in the first 5, 10, 15 minutes. A bad breakdown, uh, whatever it is. They get a goal, a power play. Something happens and something bad happens, and we just can't recover from that for a little bit. So I don't know if it's necessarily the start, in my opinion. It's being able to handle something, some adversity that happens in the first little bit and being able to just roll with it, stick with the program, be patient, and continue to play within our structure, not get rattled. All right, so it's interesting there. Derek Ryan says I, he doesn't actually think they're starting games too bad. And the first shift last night, yeah, okay, fair enough. But he's saying when something goes wrong, maybe we get a little rattled and maybe we don't bounce back from it. 
Okay, uh, fair enough. I mean, they, they've taken too many penalties this year. They've made some sloppy plays. Um, sure, maybe sometimes it's a bounce or two, but there is something happening here early in games that the Oilers haven't re- really been able to take care of. I, I think there's something else happening as well, and Rob and I have talked about this, and we talked about it a little more extensively on overtime open line last night. Teams are, are really getting up for the Oilers. Now, these guys are professional hockey players. They compete for a living. They're up for every game. They know how to compete. They know how to do their jobs. But I still think over the course of a season, it can be a bit of a grind. And there are some nights where you might look at the schedule and say, we really got to be ready for that one because that's going to be a test. And if we don't show up, we might get embarrassed because McDavid and Drysdale can do that to you. And you might roll into Edmonton like last night and see, oh, McDavid's on a 10-game point streak. Drysdale's on 11. We're going to stop that. And that's what L.A. said last night. And I think more than ever, we are seeing teams play against the Oilers at a high level game after game. And I don't think personally that the Oilers have quite realized that or quite responded to it. You know, this is not the Oilers teams of uh, the decade of darkness where they were pretty close to a free space on the bingo card. And, of course, they won some games. And, of course, you know, they got up occasionally to play a team like Chicago, who took the Oilers a little lightly and beat them 9-2 and 8-4, to mention a couple games. But now, you know, there's no more messing around with the Oilers if you're an opponent. They they have McDavid and Dreisaitl. They have some other supporting players who are pretty good. I know Kane's out. And maybe we can talk about how, uh, you know, forwards, uh, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 are doing stuff like that. But, but these teams know, all right, this is a team that went to the Final Four. These are two unique elite players entering the primes of their career. We're up for this one. We are up for this one. And I think back to Buffalo, New Jersey, and last night, the LA Kings, the way those teams celebrated when they won the game. And and I've been in the building for a lot of games when the opposition has won. And there was a little more zest to it from those teams this season. We beat the Edmonton Oilers. We beat McDavid. We had a game plan. We had a great goaltending performance from Eric Comrie. We scored late, the New Jersey Devils. We shut them down for almost the entire game, the Kings last night. We stuck to that, and we we beat one of the what should be powerhouse teams or a team that had a lot of expectation coming into the season. And I asked Nugent Hopkins about that today, about teams getting up to play the Oilers. I definitely think so. I think uh, uh, especially after the season that we had last year, obviously making a uh, deeper run. Um, teams expect us to uh, to be a tough team to play against, and uh, um, obviously we got to live up to those expectations. And we should take that as a good thing, as a compliment, and uh, and, and try to uh, get ourselves to that level. Or every night we know that the team's coming in uh, ready to play us, so we can't take any nights off. All right, so that is Ryan Nugent Hopkins of the uh, Edmonton Oilers as they practice today and get set to face the uh, Vegas Golden Knights coming up on Saturday. I am live at West Edmonton Mall outside the Bay. Shore and Nurse are signing right behind me. Warren Moon is coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, live. 
live at West Edmonton Mall tonight. Warren Moon's going to join me after the 6.30 news. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? Uh, we'll get to a quick text here from Doug. He says, Reed, he's seen this movie from the Oilers before. They have the top two scorers in the NHL, and they are a 500 team. They haven't played a good game yet. And Doug says he doesn't see them making the playoffs this year. Well, I understand that sentiment. I mean, we'll see about the playoffs. Um, you know, the division isn't strong, which is obviously to their advantage. We'll see if Seattle stays up there. But, yes, I understand what you're saying. You know, two incredible scorers who are, if they don't finish 1-2 in scoring, they'll probably both be in the top five. And it, it might not be enough to really challenge for a Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, that's fair. Have they played a really great game yet? Probably not. Uh, I think they played some good games. I mean, I think they played well in Calgary. I think they played well against the Penguins. I think they played well against Nashville. Uh, so I, I, I would, Doug, I would disagree with you that they haven't played a great game yet. But I would say that they haven't played close enough to the level that they need to. Uh, you know, like like you were talking about, Doug, to really be, to look like a solid playoff team and to look like a team where it's like, okay, once we get into the guts of the season and into the playoffs, they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with everybody. So, yeah, I mean, it's at this point, I'm hiking up my worry pants a little bit. They're not up, you know, they're not chest level, but they're a little higher than my waist because there's some missed opportunities here to bank points and some really tough games they've played in that they haven't been able to figure it out.